And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR and you will get 20% off that CBD infused. Deliciously delicious. I think you're allowed to say that. I don't know. It's wonderful. It's potentially life-changing Strava Craft Coffee. I'm at least decent and I am your Host Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And on this episode, we continue on our conversation about the draft, about what the Colorado Rockies might do with that first overall pick. And more specifically, we start to zero in on a specific position. And I want to give one caveat before jumping back into the conversation, and that is we are still very much in the early stages of this, and I very much want to encourage a broad range of thought, and and that informed a lot of the conversation that was had here, as did a number of the questions uh, that, that came in, and I've received a number of questions in the interim And uh, I'm loving it. I'm really getting excited about what we're doing here with the draft, about all of you getting involved. And I'm thinking about more and more ways that we can uh, cover this thing, that we can uh, interpolate and use it as an excuse to talk about certain things and uh, educate ourselves and then help to Uh, maybe educate some people out there, or or if not, maybe you all knew about some of these things, and and now we're on your level, and we're all just having a conversation together. Whatever uh, it may be, very excited for our draft coverage. And and I want to say, before you turn it off, if you're like, I don't want to do the draft, so we did draft again, I don't care about prospects. It's now four or five years until these guys get there. Sometimes, sometimes it's quicker than that, quick caveats. You know, John Gray only took about two years uh, between being drafted and basically becoming an impact player in Major League Baseball. But a lot of this conversation is going to serve, I think, for all of us as a reminder that baseball organizations are not just 25-man rosters and they're not just 40-man rosters and, you know, beyond. Triple-A, double-A, high-A, low-A, rookie ball, sometimes the the Dominican League, certainly for the Rockies. And as such, uh, I think that we could all use a refresher from time to time about the entire organizational depth, where they stand, 
Because oftentimes the conversation that we have about ownership or the front office takes place entirely in a vacuum. And as much as we might be tempted to make the conversation about Jeff Breidich entirely about his relationship with Nolan Arenado, which, you know, to some extent, the way it got there for a second, that had to be the entire conversation. But now it's very much not. Things have changed. And and beyond that, a, a general manager in a front office and his scouting director and uh, the, the development staff and all of these people need to be thought about and assessed when it comes to why the major league team does or does not achieve success. It's a huge part of the equation. So even though we're not going to lie to your face and tell you that whoever the Rockies take in the ninth pick is going to be you know, some impact player that's going to change things for Nolan Arenado next year. That's just not how the MLB draft works. We do have an opportunity here, I think, to collectively become really well-versed in this entire organization and the depth of it and, and really take our knowledge to that next level about what they can and can't do what they should or shouldn't do, how they're growing for these next two to three to four to five, and yes, even six, seven years. And I think that's a lot of fun. I'm very excited to get into it. So we're going to jump right back in. Like I said, we're about to focus in on a specific position. So let's get into the questions. So John says, go for a catcher. You may have noticed that there was one position on the diamond, John, that I did not discuss. Outfielders with big bats are exciting. Infielders who can do all of the things are exciting. Pitchers are the smart move. But my friends, I would like to introduce you to a young man named Patrick Bailey. Now, let's back up one step before I explain who Patrick Bailey is. The Colorado Rockies have not made catcher a position of priority in the draft. They have not really made it a position of priority in terms of spending resources in any tangible way. Um, Now, I think there are a lot of reasons for this, but I I want to begin this because I know it's uh, Patrick Lyons has has driven this point home, and, and I'm excited to debate this with him, though I worry I'm I'm taking some of the steam out of it by accepting his premise up front here. But the Rockies have, especially if you're just kind of putting two and two together, it really does look like their idea or philosophy about catcher is we'll find someone with good hands, who's a decent athlete, who can frame and block and call a game, and throw the ball back to the pitcher, and we're fine. And there are a lot of those guys. There are a lot of, you know, there's a reason Drew Butera has had a nine, you know, now kind of like 10-year-long career. And it's not because the Rockies and the Royals and the the, uh, Dodgers and every other team that's picked him up are morons. It's not because they're idiots who don't know that he can't hit. They know he can't hit. 
there's only like 10 catchers who can. And the rest of them are fighting for how good are you on this scale defensively. And the Rockies attitude does seem to be, and that's how you end up with, you know, a Tony Walters. I mean, like we're, we're good with this. He's got great hands, quick release to second base, you know, don't dash on the stash and all that. He's got a great rapport with his pitchers. The guys trust him. And so Will is right. Their philosophy at catcher has been all defense. And quite frankly, I agree with that. I understand why fans get super frustrated by this philosophy and why you hate looking down there and seeing a catcher batting 220 in the eighth spot every damn year. And I get it. And I get why when I put together the greatest Rockies team of all time, I had people going, where's Willie Rosario? He hit like 25 home runs. Never been heard of from a Rockies catcher. Thought it was impossible. Willie Rosario was one of the worst defensive catchers he was one of the worst defensive players. Willene Rosario cost his club more on a game-to-game basis defensively than maybe any other baseball player I have ever seen in my life. And I love Willene Rosario. He wore a purple glove. He had a great attitude. He called me Charlie Blackmon when I had my big beard. And he could hit the ball to the moon. The Rockies put, if Willene Rosario is your everyday catcher, you're capped at 80 wins. There are too many important things that a catcher has to do to help out the pitching staff, to prevent runs in the toughest environment in all of baseball to prevent runs. Tony Walters worked with a staff of 24-year-olds with less than two years' experience in baseball, one of whom ended up fourth in the Cy Young voting when he should have been second. That was maybe the greatest pitching. No, 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 no. Maybe. What am I what am I doing with these qualifications, with this equivocation nonsense? 2018, 2017 was one of the best pitching seasons in Rockies history and 2018 was the best pitching season in Rockies history. And it came almost entirely from guys who were homegrown. Remember the importance of the draft and from this catcher who's hit a grand total of what? Six home runs in his career. You swap him out with Willene Rosario and you get the offense you want out of catcher and you get rid of Tony Wolters. Those teams don't win more than 82 two games in 17 or or 18. They probably don't win 80. They're probably sub 500 teams. Those teams won on pitching and defense and run prevention in the most chaotic environment in baseball, maybe in baseball history, polo grounds, you know, say hello. Because Tony Walters does all, he can't look, he can't hit. I get it. I I can, I've got eyes too. I've, I, I watched the, the young man swing the bat. He's gotten better. He's doing certain things. Obviously one of the biggest hits in franchise history, but Tony Walters does so much for this team. 
that goes unnoticed by a lot of fans, by a lot of media, but it doesn't go unnoticed by his teammates or his coaches. And uh, recognizing all of that, I think it lends credence to the idea that the Rockies don't have to spend big resources at catcher. I, I think Elias Diaz is another great example of a value pickup. In fact, their top three guys really all are. Diaz, who they got on a minor league deal, who appears to catch fine and brings a little bit more offense, and you can live with it because you know he'll be the weaker side of a platoon as the right-handed bat out there only against left-handed pitching, which looked like how exactly how it was going to shake out. And then third, you've got a guy who was a sixth-round pick back in 2013 in Dom Nunez, who's the one time they, they were like, well, okay, so not a top five pick. And at the time, he was sort of maybe considered a middle infielder, but they knew he was going to catch. He knew he was going to catch. That was always, he was going to catch. And he brings a, an offensive potential that neither Diaz or Walters have because he's got pop, real pop in that bat. And he's the best athlete among them. And he's really come around defensively. So again, all three of those guys are pretty solid proof that the Rockies don't need to spend high-end draft picks, a bunch of money in free agency, or even that much in terms of trades to get someone in if their primary job is going to be handling the pitching staff. As we've discussed, there's not a high premium on those skills. There's a much higher premium on hitting. And you don't want to necessarily pay for that. So there are some catchers in this draft who are really interesting, but they're interesting more for their bats. And there are questions about whether or not they'll stick behind the plate. And so while Austin Wells, and again, you know, if you're worried, you're not going to hold on to these names. Don't worry. We'll go through all of them again. Um, and Tyler Soderstrom are both really, you know, the, the, the catchers who are expected to go in the first round here who have bats and might tempt the average fan or, or maybe the GM to go, man, a catcher who can hit. Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, and hey, maybe. But more likely, I like Patrick Bailey out of North Carolina State. His calling card is his defense. He's already 21 years old, played at a D1 school there. Six foot two, weighs about 190 right now. So he could fill out a little bit more at six two frame, put on a little bit more muscle. We'll see if he can add pop, but he's a switch hitting catcher with a decent bat, though a high K rate. So this guy could turn into one of those. He can't hit catchers. It could just be this. Nighthawk, I see it. Don't waste a pick on a catcher. And uh, when you look at the right, this is, and this is why it's important to understand the difference too between the baseball draft and, you know, M NBA or MLB, or excuse me, NBA or NFL. If this was the NBA or the NFL, this would be the pick. The Rockies don't have like depth at catcher. After the three guys I mentioned, all of whom, you know, Walters and Diaz at best are going to be kind of league average players. Walters giving you most of his value defensively. Diaz giving you most of his value offensively. 
neither guy being terrible in the other department, but it averaging out to, if they have a great year, slightly above average. Dom Nunez has a little bit more potential there where he could turn into a thing. And then after that, it's a who's who of who's that. I mean, there are some guys in there that, I mean, Chris Rabago, and I, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody. Like, being a professional baseball player is hard, man. Uh, but th- there's just a lot of organizational dudes after that. It's part of the reason why Max George, who had worked his way up to the double-A level, despite a, a pretty light bat but a good glove in the middle infield, has reinvented himself as a catcher. And on my board, he's the 10th best catcher in the system, a guy in rookie ball who just started catching. <laughs> Right, so they don't have depth there at all. If Walters gets hurt, and it's Diaz and Nunez, and it turns out, you know, I've been overly optimistic about Nunez, and it, and it doesn't work out, and Diaz is more of a disaster defensively. You know, he looked fine in spring training, but sometimes it's over the course of a a season, playing behind the plate just gets that much more taxing. You know how bad could it be? And then you'd be looking for help out there and you know, there wouldn't be any that it'd be signed drew Butera. And that's why they've had to sign over the years, the Ryan Hannigans and the drew Buteras. And there's a party that just goes, man, it'd be nice to have somebody else. So I, I do think that Patrick Bailey is an interesting consideration here. And I think it really should come down to if your scouts believe he's going to be a plus plus defender. If you think he's going to be a pretty good defender and your hope is that his bat will come around, I love the idea of a switch hitting catcher. And there's a lot of fun here. Um, and, and I love that his profile has improved over the last several years. Um, and, and that he's just generally speaking, a good athlete who's expected to be a good defensive catcher. But yeah, is a guy like that going to have the kind of impact that? a top level arm is going to almost certainly not almost certainly not. Again, this is more of my, you know, if, if my three or four favorite arms are off the board, I'd, I'd rather go this way. I think right now I'm going to give Patrick time to talk me out of this and he probably will. And, and other guys, I think AJ Hayfley, Andre Simone may have something to say about all of this as well, but you know, these high school, these prep bats, I mentioned Zach Veen earlier, these 18-year-old guys with a ton of pop, but who are going to take four or five years to get to the big leagues, and we'll see if they can ever give you anything else. You know, you're, you're counting. It's all on that one tool, um, which is the most important tool, but also the most difficult to project and to develop and to just perform successfully. Um, you know, I like a certain floor with defense and, and athleticism and and what have you. I would still take a starting pitcher. I just, I, 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 unless your only options are super raw high school guys, I think starting pitcher. But if they, it, here's, again, we've talked about how this first pick will be a signifier, right? Whatever they do with it, it's going to be a signifier. And if you're like me and you play WGT golf, download for free on your laptop computer at dnvrgolf.com it's it's, it's super fun we've got another tournament coming up this sunday i think it's the knucklehead nux invitational something like that uh absolutely awesome it's going to be so much fun you play closest to the hole or full stroke play 
at Pebble Beach, Bethpage, Black, St. Andrews, and more. Again, it's dnvrgolf.com, WGT. Super, super fun. I enjoy it. But um, signifiers, if they take this kid, which I don't think that they will, um, it would show you how much of a belief they have in him and in his ability to catch and do it. Because as we've seen, they, they've shown a reluctance to spend resources, um, and, and they've even had that belief sort of pay off for them. Right. So that if they went outside of that here, it would be a, a great showing of faith in this young man. We're going to buck tradition and uh, do something that we've never really done before. Uh, and the biggest reason to do that would be because you believe this very specific individual bring something that none of the other people that you could have spent high picks on in the last eight, nine years would have brought to your organization. So that'll be interesting. And Bronco rock or Bronk rock. Dwayne wants to know my username on WGT, I believe is DC does that. DC does that baseball. DC does that hockey. DC does that WGT. So boom. Uh, look me up. Jeff brisket. <laughs> was that on purpose or was that an accident? It did say his priority during the offseason was to find a catcher, says John, and that's absolutely correct. But then he didn't sign anyone to a major league contract, so who knows? I think part of it was I don't think he thought he was going to get Diaz for as cheap as he did. I also – so I think he was very happy with that acquisition, and when you saw him in spring training, I totally understand why. And it's not like – um you know, it was a weird framing of that to me always. We were like, the Rockies didn't make any major league acquisitions. But it's like, Elias Diaz has been a major league player the last two years and been pretty good in the majors. So, yeah, he signed a minor league deal, but that's actually, especially if it works out, that's a thing to applaud as a GM, that he actually got great value out of that. Like, he could have signed him to a major league deal. And I don't think too many people would have blinked at it if he, you know, bumped it up to a $1.5 million deal and just guaranteed him a spot. The reason he didn't do that was because he wanted to leave open the possibility that Dom Nunez was really going to come on the scene, which it looks like he's going to. And he's, and now they they were having, actually, I was, I don't know. So long ago, did I publish a piece or did I just begin to think about writing a piece about the catcher battle? It was really interesting to me. Um, Walter's place was secure and he was doing well, but Diaz was hitting the crap out of the ball. And so was Dom Nunez. Both were playing well behind the plate. Even Drew Butera was having a really good spring. I was talking about like a revamp swing and all of this other stuff, but um, yeah. So, you know, and, and, but again, I, I do think those kind of minor league deals or lower level major league deals for catchers whose primary skill is solid to above average defense. That's always going to be available to you. So if your best hope is that Patrick Bailey turns into one of those, that's not, that's not a good thing to spend a pick on. You've got to hope that defensively, or you've got to have a strong scouting sense that defensively speaking, this kid's going to be a difference maker. He's got to be at least as good as Tony Walters is right now with, you know, maybe like a stronger arm even. And, and the ability to get better, to be like a gold glove caliber defensive catcher who can call a game, 
who can work with pitchers, who can do all of those things. And then if you've got a guy who does that and he's a switch hitter with a little bit of developing pop and he turns into Carlos Santana for you, now you've got yourself a hell of a ball player. Um, you know, but it that's it's just a big risk. But um, I feel like with a guy, he's just sort of he's built perfectly. His calling card is defense. He's projected to be about the 10th to 15th best value in this draft with the Rockies there at number nine. And I think I'd rather take him than an outfielder who will probably one day become a better ball player. It's sort of like the, the comparison right between John Gray and Chris Bryant. I don't think there's many people out there that would legitimately like I, I make the biggest arguments in favor of John Gray. And I don't think I've ever once said he's a better baseball player than Chris Bryant. That's not how that works. But I've said many times and we'll say again, I'm about to say right now and wholeheartedly believe that if you could flip it, you wouldn't, you shouldn't not for the Rockies taking John Gray off of the team and putting Chris Bryant on it doesn't help them win more baseball games. It hurts them in the area where they need the most help and gives them yet one more superstar hitter who doesn't help you much in the run prevention game. Run prevention still needs to be the number one priority. So that's why, like, well, I mean, heavy, heavy, heavy pitching, pitch, 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 pitch. If you believe this guy's a difference maker from a run prevention standpoint, and at 22 years old, if you think he could maybe even be at the big leagues in two years, you know, as maybe Diaz isn't on the team anymore, you'll know a lot more about how Walters is going to, you know, what his future with the team might look like. Same thing with Dom Nunez. But there's nobody after that. There's nobody. So it's worth consideration or just go out and sign another veteran dude. You know, the Ryan Hannigans and the Drew Buteras aren't exciting, but they step in for their nine games in a long season. They do their thing and you're fine. But keep your eyes peeled for Patrick Bailey. Let me know who your favorite ones are early. You know, I'm checking out uh, Baseball America using a uh, uh, reference uh, prospects live. I'm uh, checking out with these guys. And again, you know, on June 10th, we're going to be having interviews with, ball players and other people in the media and uh, all kinds of people involved with uh, the draft and with baseball and, and know the ins and outs of all of this stuff. It's going to be uh, super amazing. I don't think that there's ever really been coverage of the draft, like Rockies centric coverage of the draft done this way before. And so I'm really excited to blow all that out. We want all of you to participate in it. So let me know what you think in terms of all of this philosophically, pitching, catching, you know, high schoolers, college, position players, whatever it may be. Uh, there are specific individuals as you're looking through any of this stuff that jump out to you and you want to make sure that I profile. Let me know. You know, if, if a handful of people say I want to profile this guy and I wasn't planning on it, I'll do it. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, let me know. You know what you want to see in terms of organizational strengths and depth and and all of that, and just keep hitting me up with the questions. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, I've had a, a blast watching all the video and just diving into this thing. Uh, there are a lot of other guys here. I've talked to you now about Reed Detmers and Patrick Bailey, but there's at least 
four other guys who, if the Rockies were able to get at number nine, I think would be really, really fun and interesting. So hello to the person watching in Germany and goodbye to all of us who have been uh, watching here on the live and listening on the podcast. Thank you so much. Remember to subscribe to all that stuff. You want to join us for the lives. You got to subscribe to Twitch. Uh, Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. You can subscribe to the the YouTube channel. We got a lot of video content coming up. So even if you don't catch these when they're live and you, you know, you view the, or you listen to the podcast, but you want to see the video, it's right there on YouTube. You can go and find it. So uh, just make sure you're up to date on all that stuff. Following the social media, subscribing to the DNVR.com, getting yourself some cool merch. Hockey merch is on sale this week uh, with the announcement that hockey is going to come back. I'll have more thoughts on whether or not baseball is going to come back here uh, in the next couple of days as we continue to move through this thing. So thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome. I promise you that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.